Hi, everyone. This is Wes, welcoming you to the Stranger Than Fan Fiction Podcast. Before we get started, parents, make sure you've talked to your kids about, you know. Otherwise, sit back and enjoy. Stranger Than Fan Fiction, we like the fanfics that you've written. Stranger Than Fan Fiction, we talk real good with lots of diction. <laughs> Stranger than fan fiction, where we're also a Creed cover band. <laughs> Stranger than that. Creed's cover band. I think this is honestly welcome to the last episode of Stranger than fan fiction <laughs> before we I mean, stop all this madness and start our careers as Creed cover artists. Well, I'm, I'm thinking season two is all Creed. <laughs> <laughs> season every Creed's every all season Creed's fan fiction Creed's song. Every season of Stranger than fan fiction just takes a, a whole new entertainment medium. Yeah. <laughs> We'll move to YouTube for season three. We'll go to TikTok for season four right before that dies. It's never been done. Hello and welcome to Stranger Than Fan Fiction, where we celebrate the fans and the fiction by reading fiction from fans. I am your mom's great uncle, Reese. And I am that fun little thing in the kitchen that your mom doesn't want you to know about, Hunter. I'm a repeated joke. I'm Wes. <laughs> <laughs> and I am Reese's real father. Shit. Taha. <laughs> Come here, my son. Well, it looks like we're going to have to have some conversations uh, at the end of this podcast, everyone. <laughs> I'm so happy to finally share this with you. My boy! My son! Well, thank you all very much for joining us for another episode. We're very happy to have you. Um, some fun little updates that we've got, the, that we've been experimenting with behind the scenes. Um, at this point, you might notice that we've been posting more to social media. We've been doing, we've been a little bit more active. We made a Facebook page. We're really starting to buckle down on trying to get this podcast out there because we want to be able to share this with as many people as possible and we want more people to share their creations with us that's yeah, we want to interact with you guys yeah we want we want to interact with uh people other than my mom <laughs> no but, <laughs> but we've but but, we've, but, but, but but we do but love your mom we we, we do, do love you reese's mom <laughs> yeah don't let that don't the, let us be mistaken <laughs> is this this can't be one we, of the things that it repeats. is absolutely <laughs> a repeating where we will be interacting with reese's mom on a regular basis. Either way, Dean, you're part of this podcast. Let us now. not be mistaken. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm stating it right here, Christine. You are a staple member of the Stranger Than Fan Fiction podcast family. Yes, for the record. All right, go ahead, Reese. Reese, what were you saying? As I was saying, <laughs> we also do have some really great listeners though a lot of our friends have been mm -hmm. super supportive we've had reviews from people we don't know we've had we've had some new listeners coming on and that's really awesome to see but we want even more we want to dominate the fucking world <laughs> domination yeah but if you're if this is your first time joining us welcome yes we're happy welcome. to have you along and for the ride as a as a quick little update we have two more episodes including this one yes this episode so. and next episode and then that will be the end of season one this is the first time we've ever mentioned the fact that this was season <laughs> yeah, one this is the first time hey, that we've ever really thought about yeah, yeah it's a very new thing but this is uh we're approaching the end of season one we're gonna have a brief interim period where we're gonna be very doing brief. some a very brief interim period but in that time we're gonna be uh releasing and testing out some new projects we might be doing some uh some shorts uh uh children's stories that uh little short segments maybe 10 to 15 minutes long and, that and these ones parents, will be kid friendly they, right? these are we're gonna be releasing kid friendly yeah. content oh my God. Yeah. for all parents <laughs> fuck listen yeah. with their real fuck yes yeah. all my friends um, who have been reaching out to me and being like reese you cuss a lot <laughs> <laughs> My like, mom yeah, just said wait that till to I'm me reading fucking children's Oh, she did. Yeah, for those of you that don't know my mom, we're very uh, we don't use that language at home, and I just kind of adopted this with my friends. I just this is just You've the way I speak, him. and then she, it was just like a, it was an interesting because she's like, "Do you have to curse so much?" I'm like, "I 
don't know why. I just uh-huh. I just do it. My well, grandma, they are sentence enhancers. Well, my <laughs> grandma said the very same thing. Yeah, she, yeah. She yeah. Was, my grandma did the same thing too. Uh, well, she hasn't listened to it yet, but she she just knew. <laughs> well, no, no, she was asking how she could. On, uh, she was like, "Well, I see your Instagram. I see that you all share the Instagram stuff, but when I click on it, it doesn't take me anywhere. Like, it's not linked to linked Aww. to the actual thing." And I'm like, "Well, you have to download like Spotify or Apple Apple Podcasts or whatever." And she's like, "Oh, okay. Well, I'll just do that then." And I'm like, "And just so you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm okay with you listening to it. I don't care if you listen to it. However, you might you might care if you listen because to it. I cuss like a sailor on it." And she's like, "Oh, do you?" <laughs> yeah. I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I cuss a lot." And she's like. Okay, maybe I won't listen to it then. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's fine, grandma. I love I, you. I, I gave my mom a full heads up. I was like, it's very blue humor. Like we we yeah. we swear a lot. We we make a bunch of dick jokes. Uh, but that is what we wanted to do because it's it's funny. And that's us. We wanted it to the be authentic. That, well, here's the thing. It's the jokes that we made ever since we like got out of our parents' house and right. had the freedom to create or say whatever we wanted and how we wanted it. And yeah, then we all found ever out since we were I could say poopy awful and people not be ashamed of it. Finally, poopy. I could say poopy. Oh, poopy. God. But, also, um, oh, but no, I wouldn't say that that's necessarily a reflection of, of like who we are to society. Like I don't walk up to random people and I'm like, no. Hey, what the fuck's fuck going you. on, man? Like no. I don't, I'm, I try to be very polite. It's just like with friends. And I talk to my friends way worse than I talk to strangers. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And because it's, we know it's a joke and there's, so I, that I, means I don't know, that you all are our there. friends. We yeah. talk to you the way well, we talk to that's, our friends. Uh, that's honestly, yeah. that that is, I think, like, <laughs> one of the big goals with this. I mean, early on we talked about it, like stuff we like in a podcast. Yeah. Talking about how we wanted, when we listen to a podcast or watch, like, a YouTube show or whatever, we want to feel like we are part of that. Part of the group. And I we think. We want you to feel like you're part of the group. Right. We wanted it to feel authentic and we wanted to be our normal selves, our day-to-day selves, maybe toned back a tiny bit, but <laughs> <laughs> our day-to-day selves so that when people are listening, they feel like they are they are with us because yeah, we, talking to us. our whole thing is that we we want to we want to bring people in we want to we want more friends please be our please friends. be our friends. my friends please Plus with us. all of that uh to say we will be doing some independent smaller projects yeah. for yeah. uh to be a little bit more inclusive for people that that do want to listen to the stuff we're doing but don't uh, want to listen to the stuff we're doing that, that yeah. also don't want to listen to the stuff we're doing yeah. you know if you want if you want to be able to listen to us without having to listen to us then this is this is great yeah. for you a yes. big big another big update about the end of season 1 uh, char- a character is going to get killed off Yes. So oh, yeah. uh, start speculating, yeah. writing in the comments. We're, we're going to release a poll somewhere. Yeah, it's like, who do you think's going to get killed who, off? Who do you want to see killed off? That's oh, true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll start taking. We'll take surveys, and you can write us back, and uh, your choices will directly impact yeah. the future of who stays alive. Mm-hmm. Of the podcast. No spoilers. Exciting stuff. No spoilers. But if you choose me, I'm going to be really mad <laughs> and dead. So we, we we do we do have some uh, replacements in the wings, just so it can help you all uh, decide who. Who, who you want to get killed? We've got one hold to, of uh, Ryan Gosling. So, so yeah. I tried so, to reach out to Keanu, but he yeah. hasn't gotten back to me. Yet. He's well, we busy. have a, a very, very accomplished uh, voice actor, uh, Tess, that will be replacing Wes. Yeah, uh, and then replacing Taha will be someone named Maha, which is great. I, uh, a, I have a friend named Maha. Oh, and seriously? Wes has a friend Our named Tess. Yes. Danielle, I have a friend named Tess. Awesome. She's, well, she she's will be replacing awesome lawyer him. shit. Up do me, do me. Uh, and then Faris, <laughs> we have someone replacing him named Thies. Yeah, I actually know a guy named Thies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't. And uh, nobody's replacing me because, you know, this is my joke. <laughs> and, uh, I've already reached out to Lauren. <laughs> yeah, uh, your twin, twin And Hunter, sister. you'll be replaced by Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> And well, Lauren, congratulations. <laughs> uh, well, there is something uh, very briefly that I just wanted to bring up because we've already had a good we've already had a good amount of bullshitting. So let's try to keep our let's try to keep it contained a little bit. OK, okay. Um, okay. something I wanted to bring up. We had a great time last night. Uh, we recently got the Master Chief collection, which is the Halo franchise games. Yeah, it's like six of them for 40. Bucks. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, me, Hunter, Taha and Hunter's cousin, Jake. Uh, we all Sub-team. played a lot of Halo when we were younger. It became a pretty like substantial part of our middle school to high school, high school ages. Yeah. Like it became a very big part of that, a prominent part, and it was really nostalgic to get back to it. And we all had a great time. So I was wondering personally because I've had a couple things like this recently. If there's anything 
in your past that was very important to you, something, a cornerstone of your childhood that you have recently been able to return to, like relatively recently, within the last yes. few years, been able to return to? And what did that make you feel? Actually, within the last like two months. What? Uh, so I, I've started working. I started at, wearing diapers uh, again. I started wearing diapers again. Yeah. I don't have to go to the bathroom. Tom, Tom has frequently Thanks, guys. Ugh. Um, no, God, so, you stank. Uh, <laughs> outside of the podcast, I, I'm a personal trainer, uh, and I've started working at a parkour gym that actually Hunter and I used to train at about four years ago called Swift Movement Studio in Cincinnati. Check it out. It's awesome. Uh, it's, it's fucking dope. And uh, they, they have this big trampoline that they have uh, put in the, one of their new uh, back rooms. It's like this giant uh, like gymnastics-sized trampoline <clears throat> and i admittedly i haven't been on many trampolines since i was a kid we used to have one in our backyard and i had this my my little sister she's four years younger than i am uh she and i used to play this game uh i i for academic team or no no accelerated reader when i was in elementary school if you oh, guys yeah, remember AR, accelerated yeah. reader ar mm -hmm. uh for one of the points i ended up getting a pool noodle uh, I don't know. Like, <laughs> congratulations! Yeah. Here's a pool noodle. Yeah, yeah, wait had, a minute. Was it one of the cool pool noodles that had the hole running through the middle? It where had you the could, hole. Like, shoot you could, the water. Yeah, where you Hell could like yeah. blow it on the Hell other side yeah. and like yeah. It that was okay. one of those. Gave me a huge nosebleed in the pool because I was pressing so hard oh, and yeah. my nose just like <laughs> burst blood, blood vessel yes. um, <laughs> i'm sorry go hunter ahead. was banned from all pools yes all pools after that contaminated, contaminated with, with his blood um, blood out of my mouth. yeah but so i had this pool noodle <laughs> i'm just imagining like, now that the pool noodle the end of it just like <laughs> rocketing just blood, blood. Red. <laughs> Oh god, Hunter, I'm so anime sorry. style. I'm sorry, so sorry. terrible going. imagery. Tom, a, please really good. deep memory. Um so I had a pool noodle. Oh. <laughs> um, uh and so my sister and I would play on the trampoline when we were kids. Uh and I would we would play this this game. I I pretended that she was the main character in a video game and I would be all of the obstacles and boss fights that you Fucking would have to cute. endure. It was it was awesome. It was really really cute. It was like the first time that I've ever experimented with like, you, you know, you know, when you're a kid and you just start playing you're and you role playing stories and role playing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Acting. I, I would take the pool noodle and use it as a tail and I, I would be the first level that we would play and we'd come back to that level all the time and there'd be different variations and stuff happening and I'd bring like different uh, some of my other toys and like nerf guns and stuff and like equip her with different weaponry and upgrades as she would go and we would just play on the trampoline and uh yeah, I mean, I just just so, playing on the yeah. trampoline at work mm -hmm. brought back just this flood of memories. We and spent, I would like my, my brother and I also we had a trampoline when I lived in Sadieville at the log cabin where I saw the emu. Um, we had a trampoline there as well, but our memories on that trampoline were uh, rather different. Uh, my brother, <laughs> uh, I was scared to do paintball. And so the idea that my brother had, we never we never followed through, but the idea my brother had to get me used to getting shot by paintballs was to have me just wear normal clothes, jump up and down the trampoline while he and his four friends shot at me with a paintball gun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we never. Man, that is some Kentucky no. shit right there. We never, <laughs> we never did it. We never, because I was. You just fucking outed your brother uh, for abusing yeah, dude, you as no, a kid. My brother, my brother had some cruel ideas. He never did it. <laughs> He, I'm he, Nolan Boatwright. Welcome to Jackass. <laughs> yeah, the, there's a story about that too. Did he want to join Jackass? Oh no, they did their own series of Jackass no videos. Way. Jesus yeah. Christ, man! They called it Jackass Junior. <laughs> Jackass Junior. Yeah. Jackass Junior. Yeah. So it, we never did it. Okay, they were never outwardly cruel to me. I will say, my brother, my brother talked about punching me in the face a lot, but never actually did. So. Yeah, all bark, no bite. Get fucked, Nolan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's one of, one of the things that I... One of my memories that I've been able to explore. But it's it's a thing that I haven't necessarily been able to explore recently. Uh, but it is, like, prolific in my life. And I realized, I think, where it came from. When I was a kid, at Christmas time, we had big Christmases uh, for my on my dad's side of the family. My dad has four siblings and then they had a lot of kids. And so there was just a bunch of people at my grandma's house. And I remember after dinner and it was, at, it was also the perfect time. I was an only child and none of the other families had kids that were my age. So oh. I was getting all the fucking presents. Hell yeah. Dude. Oh God. <laughs> fucking like Christmases. 15 people bring presents yeah, for Wes. From like six to 10. Oh, yeah. oh, those four years. <laughs> 
Oh my god! Best four years of my life. <laughs> Best four years of my life. I peaked during at ten years old. Uh, but I remember we would eat dinner, we do presents, and then after dinner, all of the adults would usually play board games around the dining room table, and I always wanted to play, but they usually wouldn't let me because I was a little kid, and they all wanted to play like adults games that a little kid wouldn't really be able to understand. And I understand Sorry, that. you can't play Sexy Adventure 4 with us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, later on, I did end up playing like a, an adult-themed like game where we talked about like sex toys and shit with my aunts and uncles. So that was fun when I was like, when <laughs> I was like 20. So I just uh, did that too. That's still weird. <laughs> no, I mean, here's, I, I, here's the thing. My family is very... <laughs> They have no shame when it comes to shit like that. Yeah. So they You're were just like, oh, yeah, dildos. Heck, yeah. I once mean, you I... get all my once you get all the like older people drunk in my family, all I mean, bets are off, baby. It's fucking like everyone's talking about sex and shit. And I'm yeah, over man. here being 26 now. So it's not as weird as it was when I was. Yeah, yeah, Th- there's yeah. a level of that that I respect uh-huh. where I'm like, yeah, we shouldn't be like there shouldn't be any shame associated with sex. Uh-huh. Don't stick s- a dildo up your ass. I mean, come on. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, not a, not a dinner. I, I, did, I did bring a dildo to a white elephant uh, gift exchange when I yeah. was at that internship in California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this woman got it. And I was like, oh, oh. no. I, this could go one of two ways. Uh, did she love it? Well, here's the thing. Was at this excited? one, because you, when you open a present at a white elephant, you can either keep it or exchange it for uh-huh. somebody else's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she opened it, saw it, and they, they this happens apparently every year, and I didn't know about this. So they refer to them as ice picks there. Um. And they were like, all right, uh, who, she got an ice pick. Do you want to keep it? And she was like, give me that and ran out of the building. She was like, I'm so excited to everybody <laughs> there. And I was like, <laughs> yes, girl. <laughs> See, there yes. you go. She, she didn't look like the type of person that would be ecstatic that, for a dildo, but I'm so ended happy up being for, very, I'm so she was happy like, for her. I've always wanted one of these. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, that reminds me of the time that I gave you a mold your own penis kit. Uh-huh. That Remember was, that? Uh, that was me. That was Reese. I gave you the mold your own penis. Did you ever use yeah. that, Reese? Yeah. Uh, you no, I still penis? have it in my sock drawer. Hey, I'm. If you're not going <laughs> to use that, man, I'm ready. I'm, <laughs> I'll do it. But bring it Give back it full circle to what I was talking about. Uh, the, time with family. Yeah, basically. <laughs> How did we my go family. in in less than like two minutes? We went from time with family know, to dude. a mold your own penis. Kid. Okay, so so the next complaint from all of our grandmothers and parents and aunts is like, man, you guys talk a lot about your your penises. We I sure mean, do. As men. They're just the most fascinating part about our bodies. It's on my mind quite a lot. Yeah, I mean, like, honestly, what else is there to talk about? Like, fingers are just tiny penises. (laughs) Toes are just even tinier penises. So come on, everybody. What are we doing here? Teeth, even Uh, smaller penises. (laughs) Sharp, 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 tiny, bony penises. When you think about bones, just like a dick. When you think about strands of hair, they're just just long, thin penises. You know that bones in your body are actually just penises (laughs) that are just, they remain hard. We've set some (laughs) sort of record for how many times we can say that word in conversation. Okay, and now I hate all of So Wes, anyway, what was your favorite thing about your family? (laughs) Basically, I was just saying, how I recognize that those times where I played board games with my family was really important to me. Yeah. And it carried over into my adult life. Clearly. Clearly. Yeah. Uh, because I now own way too many board games. It's true. And we did recently have a day where we played a very fun detective board game together. And it brought me immense joy. So thank you guys for playing that with me. And I hope we get to do it again because it makes me very happy to play board games with my friends. I like to play board games with my friends. Yeah, yeah, you play with mine. Hunter, Hunter. what about you? Last one. Uh, For like something nostalgic that you think about. Um, Something nostalgic that, that you've recently... Yeah, that's that's the thing. I don't reimmerse yourself in. I don't know. I, I'm 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 a little weird. Like the hobbies that I had as a kid, I pretty much still have as an adult. Yeah. Um. So I haven't like found something that I did as a kid that I started doing again. As a, besides like Halo, but right. I still played video games for the a yeah. long since I. But was there a, are some games that like you know some games that you played a lot when you were a kid that kind of died away okay yeah i I actually do know this and it it took me a little while to get into it but it's beat saber uh, in vr Mm. i didn't like i'm now on expert plus i've moved after that there's i can't play all of them on no on no fail but there's a couple that i can pass just regularly i'm getting a lot better at it very nice and that 
reinvoked in me when I first got to like expert on Guitar Hero. Oh, yeah. You guys remember when you got to expert on oh, Guitar yeah. Hero and you were like, oh shit. I can play the real guitar. I now. am yeah. fucking good at this I'm game. I'm so good at this guitar. <laughs> yeah, so Hero. Beat Saber, I, I've recently hit that point and I've played it so much that my fucking wrist has been killing me uh, because Playing of the way- Beat Saber, huh? <laughs> it's my right wrist that hurts and i am a lefty for that thank you very much since since we're on the topic of dicks all the all the all the men understand what we're talking about all the women are like what the fuck oh no the women about? also I, get it yeah I think. <laughs> women uh, never mind <laughs> the women are like i know exactly what they're talking about yeah. these childish buffoons <laughs> but um yeah i started getting good at that and that being good at like rhythm and beat saber is also kind of a dance game too mm-hmm. in a way um just with positioning and moving and whatnot but getting good at that i was like oh fuck i feel like there was that era in middle yeah. school it gave me where that same you thrill. were the coolest fucking kid if you were awesome at guitar hero and like brought it to somebody's birthday and set it up and people were like oh shit we're gonna play dead let's you do can it play cliffs of dover on expert and i'd be like yeah of course i could play cliffs of dover because at that point nobody had actually no one was old enough to have practiced guitar enough to be yeah. that yeah. good at guitar well the thing is is i started playing guitar at the same time i started getting good at guitar hero and i was really upset at how much harder it was to learn guitar. I was like, man, this fucking sucks. This is really hard. Guitar sucks. I'm going to go back to guitar here. Yeah, I I was good at that one. I felt like a rock star. There were were a few times where uh, we tried to challenge each other to play Halo against one another but using the Guitar Hero controller. <laughs> oh, yeah. As, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, as the... Because the buttons were color-coordinated. Yeah. 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 It was, it was madness. I think, we may have, I think we may have done that, too, at one point. I don't know if we played against each other, but I think I definitely played Halo using I, using I can, the Guitar I Hero I can play controls. the Master Chief Collection in VR. I'm not, like, first person, but using right. the VR controllers, and there's just a couple buttons that are missing. Uh-huh. So it would be like, There's just a couple fuck. things you can't do. <laughs> there's a couple things you can't do. <laughs> That was really sweet. Yeah, I liked, yeah, it was. I liked reminiscing about. Yeah, I'm an old, as we know, I'm a fucking 90 year old man in a 26 year old's body. So I'm over here always just telling stories from my youth. What, so. ha- what happened to the real Reese? What happened to Reese Prime that Prime. went? Yeah, <laughs> the Reese Prime. Where's the old man body that contains Reese's he, spirit? <laughs> he died with the emu on my <laughs> he died, died on that trampoline so he's, just, he's buried uh, in the pond in the back of our in the back of our log cabin you're just a continuation you're uh you're a simulacrum yeah yeah, yeah. i'm a reese simulacrum <laughs> they put here a little to, too much hair on your butt here to continue just telling stories yeah what the hell i know <laughs> you're like it's reese about is, time to move on to the next body yeah reese has disneyed himself before disney could even do it <laughs> yeah and that's why i'm so off-putting which is a good segue yeah into the random, random fandom. fandom, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah we, we take we, two things and we mishmash them together. We went a little over on that one, so we can we can we can talk about this one briefly, just to make sure we have plenty of time to to get into the meat and taters. Oh yeah, I mean, I if if nothing else, I want to read the AI generated yes. fiction. Yes. So today's like pairing to for random fandom, uh, we have Nickelback, the Canadian <laughs> band, and Nickelback, uh, Nickelback. <laughs> Uh, Nickelback, Nickelback, uh, the and then uh, who's the other guy? Oswald the Rabbit. Yes, yeah, all the lucky rabbit. Yes, to Mickey. Yeah, he was uh, the Disney Brothers' very first cartoon character that they created uh, and, and flopped. Do well. Uh, I was doing a little bit of research. There was some legal trouble with it, mm-hmm. uh, and they ended up creating Mickey Mouse. Afterwards. There was already an animated rabbit. It basic basically not enough Oswald cartoons had come out for them to be married to Oswald. Uh. They they were. I think they had made one very successful Oswald cartoon, and then there was some legal troubles, and then afterwards it just became not worth it. So they're like, we're just gonna do something else like mm-hmm. we something totally different yeah, like, it was back in like 19, a mouse it was like back in 1928 uh oswald goes to world damn, war one dude <laughs> yeah. wow i mean uh snow white and the seven doors was in the 30s i believe what? no electricity wasn't around in the 30s yeah no. benjamin franklin yeah. was born in 1943 <laughs> yes that's correct <laughs> so i this is what i wrote into the ai scripter uh i wrote <clears throat> We know a little something about being tossed aside, Oswald. Chad Kroger of Nickelback reminisced. (laughs) Oswald just stared, his rabbit ears swaying in the light summer breeze. So that's what I wrote. (laughs) Uh, The next next part is very funny. The crowd went nuts. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I know my voice is shaky. I'm not an opera singer, Oswald began. They sang their hearts out for 90 minutes straight. Damn. They opened their set with a cover of Miley Cyrus's Wrecking Ball, appropriately, <laughs> took a moment to thank everyone, played a new song called History, and then called it a day. As the front man said, it was a good day for Canadians to get together and listen to music. <laughs> Thanks, Nickelback. <laughs> I just imagine, I imagine it's I like... I love that it stands with... Thanks, Thanks Nickelback. Nick <laughs> I, I just imagine like the curtains are about to open and Oswald's like trembling. He's like, I haven't done this in since 1928. <laughs> and Nickelback's like, hand on the shoulder. Hey, we know a little something show about him, Show him what we all know you can do. <laughs> Don't think about Mickey. Look at this rabbit. <laughs> this is your show, Oswald. Oh, Jesus. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's some stuff that, there's some implications there, because it's talking about, like... Well, Oswald's in the band with him, right? He's so, in Nickelback now. So do you think that after he got rejected from Disney, he ended up just kind of, Kind of lost for yeah. uh, like a bag of years. <laughs> Oswald was just roaming the streets of Canada. Just, he's a, well, just he's a vagabond. A, until... he, he still exists in like the, the cartoon world, so he's immortal. Yeah. He can never die. He had just to leave forgotten the States. about. Yeah. Well well, I just I wanna I wanna remind you about some things that are very, very specific in this fan fiction. Hmm. So one we know that Oswald is not an opera singer. That's fair. That's that is true. that is what he said. That means he must have tried and failed. Yeah, he he knows his voice is shaky. Yeah. Also, apparently, in this future, Nickelback is doing covers of Miley Cyrus songs. They, so they've made. They, I came in like a wrecking ball. They've, they've hit the big time. Uh, well, and also, I love how the fa the fan fiction says they opened their set with a cover of Miley Cyrus's Wrecking Ball. In parentheses, it says appropriately. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What? Yeah, Miley so... Cyrus Wrecking Ball. The the Wrecking Ball cover by Nickelback is the best set opener you could possibly ask. Honestly, for. <laughs> sung. By Oswald the Rabbit. Honestly, yeah, I'm yeah. thinking that uh, Ariana Grande needs to open up her new concerts. And I love that it's Nickelback <laughs> the songs. Nickelback yeah. cover. I and, and like an old Nickelback song. Like not one of the recent ones. One that was popular in like 2008. Ave Save Maria. Nickelback. Ah, yeah. uh, yes. Ave Maria. Maria. And, they, and last thing, they play a, a new song called History. History. Which I think is perfect for Oswald. Mm -hmm. It's true. It's, it's all about like... The his history's in the past. We're all about moving forward. This one's about our friend Oswald the Rabbit. <laughs> I love the beginning. The crowd went nuts. history. The crowd went nuts. <laughs> They're like Oswald's back. <laughs> Wait, so the, the curtain comes up and he's like, "Let's do this." <laughs> and then it's just like history. I like, got about our friend, <sighs> but not today. Hey man, it's back. It's always a good day. To be Canadian and listen to music. It's always a good day to be Nickelback. Canadian and listen to music with Nickelback, man. Well, that was Cana fantastic. Canada has produced some of some oh, yeah. of the, some fantastic musicians. They produce the best American content. <laughs> yes, it's they true. do. Yes, yes they do. All oh, right. So All right. Who, who, do, who do we have first today? Uh, it's me. It's it's Reese. It's me. Okay, Reese. Um, this episode has become kind of a bit of a, a return to uh, fan fictions that we visited before. It's. Uh, because me and Taha both have one. Yeah, we've been doing um, this a little bit recently, and I love it. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Um, so I am returning to one of my personal favorites that I've selected, Harry Potter and the Eagle of Truthiness by Christine Morgan. Um, happy this, to have you back, Christine. Yeah, Christine Morgan, happy to have you back. Um, again, this was last updated on March 22nd of 2006, so uh, we likely won't be hearing back from Christine. If but you know Christine, let her know. Yeah. If you know Christine Morgan, get Christine Email us back because we need more. Yeah, we need Morgan. Yeah, we need <laughs> get me Morgan. Um, <laughs> so yeah, this was uh, I, I've written out a bit of a recap, but um, just just before that, you all will be playing a few different characters in order of appearance. Taha, you'll be playing Ron once again. Yes, uh, you'll be playing a couple different students, Jenny Weasley and Lee Jordan. I don't know who that is. Um, Draco Malfoy and Lucius Malfoy. Ooh, Hunter, challenge. you'll be playing Harry, Hermione, uh, the, uh, in the group of students. You'll be playing Neville Longbottom. Cool. 
And Wes, you'll be playing Hagrid, Professor Colbert, and in the group of students, you'll be Colin Creevy and Luna Lovegood. Is is Colin Creevy the one that works at the newspaper? The Hi, Harry. Yeah. So so Colin's the, <laughs> yeah, Colin's the, Colin. Colin's one of the subjects of our uh, Spider Man Harry Potter crossover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He works at the <laughs> Creevy. Get in here, Potter. <laughs> Creevy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, here's the here's the recap I wrote out, and then we'll we'll hop right into it. Great. Stephen Colbert arrived to Hogwarts as the new Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher, his fashion, poise, and commanding presence immediately garnering the respect of the students. His class proved to be a rather unconventional one, closely resembling the set of the Colbert rapport, and he continuously preached the importance of truth and truthiness. Right where we ended last time, he launched into a crowd favorite segment from his show called The Word, this time the subject of which was Voldemort. By the end of the segment, students were cringing, crying, some were even curled in the fetal position on the ground. He then went into another segment from his show, Threat Down, in which he describes five things currently threatening society. In this case, wizarding society. His list from five to one was house elf liberationists, extreme splinching, (laughs) dementors, Voldemort, and finally, bugbears. And that is where we pick up. Bugbears, Harry said later, incredulous as they crowded into the great hall for lunch. He's He's joking, right? Well, he did make them sound like a serious threat, Hermione said. I mean, I've read all about them, of course, but I never thought that... Bloody hell, Ron said. (laughs) It's rubbish, that's what it is. Bugbears? He's got a thing about bears, that bloke. Did you hear him going on about owlbears, too? What's this about owlbears? Came a gruff, familiar voice from behind them. They turned to see Hagrid, his beard a bushy tangle spilling down the front of his moleskin overcoat. Who's been telling you about owlbears? Professor Colbert, Harry said. Do you know anything about them, Hagrid? And bugbears? Hermione rolled her eyes as if, she, as if he was stupid even for asking. Harry supposed she was probably right. To Hagrid's way of thinking, dragons and giant spiders made good pets, and the most deadly and ferocious creatures in the world were only... Able to look after themselves, all right. As if being able to devour a person in two chomps was as much a defense mechanism as a hedgehog's spines. But the color drained from Hagrid's ruddy face. Bugbears, he whispered, then furtively scanned the room as if afraid something might be sneaking up on him. You want to watch out for what you're saying about bugbears, Harry? Monsters, that lot. I didn't used to think they was so bad, mind ye, but... But what? Harry asked. Hagrid gruffly shook his big head and hurried off without another word. From talk heard around the school and in the Gryffindor common room over the next couple of days, Harry, Ron, and Hermione determined that their reaction to Professor Colbert was pretty much the same as everyone else's. He brought Madame Hooch in as a special guest to speak to our class, Ginny reported at breakfast one morning. But instead of asking us to welcome her, he jumped up on he jumped up from his desk and ran around the room with his arms in the air, like he had just won the Quidditch World Cup waiting for all of us to cheer. Colin Creevy, who was in Ginny's ear, bobbed his head enthusiastically. They nearly got in a fight about the Welsh League's performance-enhancing spell scandal. What does any of this have to do with defense against the dark arts? Hermione asked huffily. That's nothing, Lee Jordan said, leaning across the table. With us, he brought out a list of famous witches and wizards through history and made a shout out whether they thought they should be brought back or left dead. No one knew what to say when he got to Nicholas Flamel, though. My grand's furious that he's our new teacher, Neville said, glancing around as if he expected a howler from that formidable lady to arrive any minute. He lowered his voice to a whisper. She's on notice, my grand, you see. What did she do? Ginny asked, eyes wide. Don't know, Neville said. Grandma, tell me. And when I got the nerve to ask Professor Colbert after class, all he says, all he, all he'd say is that she knows why. Luna Lovegood had drifted over from the Ravenclaw table. He gave my father a tip of the hat, she said. The quibbler, my father's paper, always gives proper attribution to quotes. Unlike the Daily Prophet, which got a big wag of the finger for not mentioning him in their article on truthiness, it serves them right too. I've prepared a little something special for today, Professor Colbert said. It's time for a segment I like to call Better Know a Death Eater. That's easy, Harry said. They've all got dark, the dark mark right here on their arms. Mr. Potter, please. Colbert indicated himself. Teacher, talking. He indicated Harry. Student, listening. Harry shut his mouth with a snap. Today, we'll be looking at the Malfoy family. The fighting Malfoys. What? 
Draco Malfoy, Draco Malfoy leaped to his feet while an alarmed Pansy Parkinson tried to pull him back down. Why, you filthy, muggle-loving- A bolt of energy shot from the end of Professor Colbert's wand. In midair, it unfolded into a wad of sticky tape that pasted itself across the lower half of Malfoy's face. We don't talk about my or anybody else's muggle-loving in this classroom, Colbert said. Got it? Knocked back into his seat. Malfoy made a series of gruffled, muffled grunts and bleats as he tried unsuccessfully to peel the gag off. Ignoring him, Colbert swept grandly toward the table that held a basin Harry recognized as a pensive. As I was saying, the fighting Malfoys, an ultra-elitist, super-snobby clan of purebloods who can trace their lineage back for several centuries, the Malfoys have produced many of history's top dark wizards. Who can forget Maleficent Malfoy, the sorceress responsible for the great spinning wheel fires of the late 1200s? Hermione raised her hand, and when he nodded, she said, There was Osmond Malfoy, the butcher of Burkhead, and Ferrex Malfoy, inventor of the self-sharpening guillotine, and Adria Malfoy, who murdered nine of her husbands, <laughs> Malfoy said. Still ignoring him, Colbert said, Very good, Miss Granger. I think they get the idea. Ten points for... Your house, whichever that one is. So, given the family history, it was no surprise when one of their numbers rose to prominence among Voldemort's Death Eaters. Professor Colbert touched the tip of his wand to the silvery, rippling surface of the pensive. He stirred it around while he spoke, then raised the wand. A filament of the silvery stuff trailed after it, hanging in the air like a vapor. Colbert spun it into a circle, which first clouded and then cleared like fog evaporating off a windowpane. I recently sat down to talk with current patriarch expatriate Lucius Malfoy at his cell in Azkaban prison, he said. Abruptly, Malfoy quit his struggles and sat still, <laughs> eyes bulging. Within that floating window, a scene appeared. It showed a dismal dungeon chamber illuminated by the flickering sputter of candlelight. The floor was strewn with damp straw, the stone walls clammy with condensation. Spiders scurried, rats scuttled, from somewhere came the despairing howls of tortured prisoners. Two straight-backed wooden chairs faced each other in the center of the cell. In one sat Professor Colbert, trim and dapper in crisp black robes with a bold crimson ascot. In the other sat a man. And it took Harry several seconds to convince himself that, yes, that really was Lucius Malfoy. He remembered a commanding, imposing figure, well-groomed and stylishly dressed. Not this haggard, husk clad in rags, almost as shabby as the old tea towel that had been the only other garment of the Malfoy's former house-elf, Dobby. Dirty, bone-colored blonde hair fell in lank struggles. Uh, sorry. Dirty, bone-colored blonde hair fell in lank straggles around a sunken, unshaved, skull-like face. Only the eyes were the same. Lucius Malfoy's pale eyes burning with hate, like diamonds set on fire. Mr. Malfoy, the, the Colbert in the scene said with easy confidence. Thanks for talking with me. Rotten hell, rasped Lucius Malfoy, his voice dry and cracked. <laughs> Tell me about the fight in Malfoy's, Colbert said, unperturbed. What's it like seeing your family's admittedly tarnished reputation go down in flames? Lucius Malfoy's lips pressed together in a thin white line. Ever take money from Igor Karkaroff? Diamond fire eyes, blazing, searing. If they'd been spells, Professor Colbert would have been scorched down to ashes. I'm picking up a little hostility here, Mr. Malfoy, Colbert said. And frankly, this interview isn't going as productively as I'd hoped. Stony silence. All right, then. One final question. Albus Dumbledore, great headmaster or the greatest headmaster? The end. Uh, I just God, Christy Morgan, just phenomenally written. Right, it's all so across the good. Board. It is that description. So I was getting lost good. in the description as I was reading it so much so that I started to zone out in yeah, the middle man. of reading. It I mean, you just you see it so perfectly, oh, yeah. perfectly. that you you stop reading yeah. and almost mm. like you're still I, reading i wanted to stop reading out loud and just read it for myself like yeah, exactly <laughs> it's very juicy yeah. the uh, and the colbert dialogue yes is so good i um, love the patriarch expatriate yeah that's so, a great line is, when you say the end is this that's all that's written oh my goodness there's a there's a middle portion that i didn't include um that doesn't that is just as fantastic as the rest but didn't quite fit with the the format of the podcast quite as well so i wanted to just use this last part um this show it, is going to slowly become like a true crime show 
where we <laughs> where instead of in- examining crimes, it's us locating these long lost yeah. fan fiction authors, and bringing them out of hiding and being like, 14 years we ago, found you. Yeah, 14 years ago, this was written, and uh, it's still it's so fucking good. It's and really, really good. did you guys watch the Colbert Report much? I watched like a few episodes. I, I've been I've been watching it recently. Yeah, um, it's. Uh, Cause yeah, when he had when he had the Colbert Report before he was doing the the late night. Oh, sorry, Stephen I've been Colbert. watching the late night. I've yeah. only seen the Colbert Report a couple yeah, times. Yeah, he's he is now the late. night. Which one did he take over for? Was it um? It was the chin guy. Chin guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You guy, seen this? You heard about this? You uh, heard about yeah. This? Yeah. I I, I uh, don't remember. I don't. What I'm is not, his name? I'm not much of a late night show kind That's of. That's crazy. Person. Well, it was David Letterman. Yeah. And. Uh, Jay Conan O'Brien, Jay Leno. Jay Leno, that's right. Yeah, uh, chin, chin guy. Chin. chin. I mean, I knew, you knew exactly who I was exactly. talking about. Yeah, exactly, chin. you're talking he's got, about. And he's the got crimson chin. chin. Even even in Cars, there's a Jay Leno character, and it's a car with a massive fucking yeah. chin. Yeah. it's hilarious. Um, but yeah, the the thing that struck me the most about this, uh, because I'm not like a huge Harry Potter fan, I don't know the ins and outs of the world of Harry Potter, um, but I did watch a fair amount of the of the of the Colbert Report because I just loved this character that he created. He created this like hyper Republican, like overly patriotic character mm-hmm. for this show. And the representation of that in like a wizarding school, like uh, the word scene was really, really good. Um, the threat down bit was a- another bit that was in the actual show and just representing all these like his mannerisms and this characterization as a uh, as a teacher at Hogwarts was fucking brilliant. It honestly really hit the nail on the head. And what a great person to be a defense against the dark arts teacher, because right. in Harry Potter, every defense against the dark arts teacher is a card and they're often the c- central to the plot yeah. of each book that's why uh, they get rotated through so yeah, much that, yeah exactly because they're they're meddling around and stuff well the position is cursed yeah yes mm-hmm. that's uh, what they say it's yeah. a cursed and, position and, and Colbert is so like he doesn't do any of that under the surface bullshit mm-hmm. he's just so forward yeah. with everything that he says he's so overly confident in everything he does that I feel like it would actually end up being a pretty successful tenure yeah. as I- the defense against the dark arts. I feel teacher. like he could last in the position. I was yeah. about to ask. So like he probably this, would leave of his own volition. He would leave yeah. because, because he's like is, the world needs me. So because this <laughs> is the end of what is currently available, what would happen next oh, if man. if this position is cursed and he, let's say we can have two minds of this. Uh, either the curse stays and he is he leaves his first uh, year as most defense against the dark arts teachers are prone to do, or how does he break the cycle? Well, well, we actually we talked about this, and we talked about this the last time we read this. Actually, uh-huh, um, we started uh-huh. to go into what the future holds for. Stephen yeah, Colbert. I remember we decided that they were going to go to America, go to America, and fight the KKK. The KKK is the, the dark, dark wizards, wizards of the, <laughs> yeah, the, grand, feel, the grand wizard America. they would defeat. Uh-huh. I feel like that would be like what they would do during the year, but like obviously Voldemort's going to get involved at some point. Um, and I think what would happen if now I'm going to go down the, the curse stays. So, so he's not going to do a second year here. And I think the clear, the clear thing we have to mention is on this list of threat downs in order from five to one, that's least threatening to most threatening to current wizarding society. Voldemort was number two uh-huh. and yeah. bugbears were number one Yeah, man. to the point where even Hagrid, the guy who owns a freaking the who own what is it a three-headed dog yeah oh fluffy yeah fluffy, fluffy and it's like a, in a, in a, yeah and has all these horrifying creatures that he's like oh yeah i love this one um he's he terrified was of terrified of bugbears telling them not to talk about it yeah, yeah. so maybe, i think it has the to be are, the bugbears are the main villains in this one so i i i my what i was thinking is that voldemort shows up at hogwarts uh-huh. and it's like almost about to be uh, the battle that happens in the last one, except it's like Harry, Ron, and Hermione are running away from the Death Eaters. They they have them isolated somewhere, like in one of the secret passages or oh. whatever. And then it's like right as like uh, the killing curse is sent at one of them, it just comes down. Uh, like an eagle comes down on like a beam of light and like knocks it away. And the Colbert stands up and like fixes his jacket, straightens his tie, and he looks at everyone and he's like, "And you kids run along. I'm gonna have to deal with this one myself." And they're like, "You'll never survive." And he's like. Oh, I know. But the next generation is the most important or something <laughs> like that. And then he like pulls it out and he's like, all right, you bastards. Let's see how long you last. Uh, and then he eventually I, I can see him like dying to save the kids and to save Hogwarts. 
and then showing up on one of the portraits and being like, uh, hell of a fight. I, I know, just but had that's a brilliant, one of them. I just had a brilliant tell, piece tell of imagery. Tell I see us. him I think... with a wand and like a pistol. In the yeah, and then... <laughs> he just shoots yeah. one of the dead things. <laughs> 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 He's like, you can never move as fast as I can with my mental magic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> what's, what's, your, what's your imagery? Uh, it, it might be a hawk, what I'm thinking of, but an eagle swooping down and climbing back up with a snake in its mouth. Mm. Maybe in this in this fan fiction world, yeah. uh, Neville Longbottom can continue to be useless, and Stephen Colbert, uh-huh. the previous Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher, is the one who takes out the Nagini. final, uh, the 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 final Horcrux. Oh in yeah, Nagini. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so we see the eagle flying up, and then, uh, you know, I don't it's know. Just, it bur- and, like, it. There's an explosion, and it's just like. An American flag yeah. fading in the sky. Fireworks. He carries him up with <laughs> a <laughs> carries yeah. him up with mortars, and it starts being like, "I'm proud." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just fading out. Nussie, like the thing that I was thinking about was the fact that if Stephen Colbert's in this, then there's the likelihood that there's a lot of other prominent television hosts that are also with John Oliver was a Ravenclaw. I think John have Oliver's to, there. I think he'd have to have John Stewart in there. John yeah. Stewart. John I, Stewart was like his I mean John Stewart was basically like his predecessor yeah. in the in the You've got you've got the the Sean Hannity. Mm-hmm. There's a Sean Hannity wizard. There's a Rush Limbaugh wizard. <laughs> Oh yeah. There's a Alex there's Jones wizard. Yeah, there's oh, an Alex. He's a squib. He's a squib. He's like he's like I don't need fucking magic. Because they're turning the frogs and, gay. And you've got uh, uh, a Van Jones wizard. You've got all of like the news an- What if what if that's what they're hiding from us? What if all the news anchors of America are the actually wizards? wizards? <laughs> So and you guys never all the late night talk Trevor show. Noah. Trevor Noah's a wi- oh you know Trevor, Trevor Noah's, Noah's a wizard. Trevor Noah's every a cool fucking wizard. Every significant yeah. figure in media is, is a, a wizard. wizard. So like Joe Rogan is a wizard. You're a wizard, Joe. <laughs> Seth Rogan is. Yeah, a but wizard. have you ever done? I'm what? Have you ever done DMT? Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm a fucking wizard. Oh fuck, dude. Oh, that's great. <laughs> 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 Joe, Joe, Seth Rogan's like. All right, so I invented this spell that gets you high. It's awesome. <laughs> what if, what if, there's, there's, I just really quickly, can we, can I hear <laughs> Seth Rogen as baby Harry Potter after Hagrid's like, you're a wizard, Harry. I'm, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a, I'm a what? <laughs> you're a wizard. <laughs> uh, a good one, I'd wager. Measured with a little bit of training, of course. Uh, uh, you must be. Misunderstood. I'm, I'm not a wizard. I'm just Seth Rogen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, or it'd be like, I'm just oh, Seth Rogen. I'm just <laughs> Seth. <laughs> just <laughs> Seth. Like like a like a magic wizard. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh dude, that's fucking fuck awesome. Yeah. <laughs> what did you light guys... up really quick after this? <laughs> <laughs> what did you give me? That that was good shit. <laughs> oh my god, Seth Rogen and Hagrid just getting high together. All right, all right, I'm dead. Well, that's uh, fucking amazing, Reese. If you want to give a shout out, yeah, yeah. that was uh, yeah, Christine Morgan, Harry Potter and the Eagle of Truthiness. Fucking amazing, excellent, and the, the hidden eighth book that we never knew we needed. Yeah, for real, for reals. We hope to eventually make contact with you, Christine. Make contact. Uh, <laughs> we need to let. We need to. We need, you to, need reach to know beyond the stars. <laughs> they have Christine. created something amazing. Um, the eagle has landed. <laughs> ah, the eagle. Uh, well, moving on to the next fanfic in our uh, repeat series. We're returning to Bikini Bottom <gasps> for one of my favorite fanfics. This is Quarantine Bottom by Z-Cross 1997. This was last updated on November 20th, uh, so not too long ago, and uh, we last read this on episode four of the show, and we are releasing this episode is episode 21. Yeah. I want you to think about that. That's crazy. Um, 17 episodes and we're yeah. still in quarantine and we're still yeah. in quarantine um, so <laughs> quarantine bottom this is a wonderful hilarious fanfic uh, we're going to be reading chapter 4 but a quick recap basically uh, Corlid 20 uh, the <laughs> bikini bottom or the sea equivalent of COVID-19 has begun to spread across the uh, the seas and um, uh, they have med- uh, medical experts that have sort of 
uh, taking the helm. Sandy Cheeks is now one of their advisors. Thank God. Uh, thank God. Uh, and we got to Dr. see Cheeks. a little bit. <laughs> Dr. Cheeks. Um, we got to see how the Bikini Bottomites responded to this. So we're going to be picking up on Chapter 4. Uh, Hunter, you are going to be reading Squidward and Gary. Wes, yeah. you are going to be reading SpongeBob. Reese, you'll be Mr. Krabs. And then Arr. Patrick will be coming in briefly. I'll be reading those lines and let's hop right in. Rock and roll. Chapter four. Mr. Krabs arrives at the Krusty Krab extra early this day. With new knowledge of this virus, he wants to make sure the restaurant is extra clean. He notices that SpongeBob is not already at the door. Arr, that's weird. Usually SpongeBob is here earlier than this. Well, maybe I better give the lad a call. Mr. Krabs then unlocks the door and grabs the phone by the cash register. At the Squarepants residence, Gary is sleeping soundly when he is suddenly woken up by the phone ringing. He then suddenly picks up the phone and answers it. Meow. Uh, hello, SpongeBob Snail. <laughs> Could you please get SpongeBob for me? Mr. Krabs asks on the other line. Gary then slithers to SpongeBob's room and drops the phone on SpongeBob's face. Ow! SpongeBob wakes up before getting the phone and talking into it. Hello? SpongeBob asks. Ah, SpongeBob, me boy. There you are. I was just checking in to make sure you were still coming into work today. Mr. Krabs says. SpongeBob then screams in fear. Ah! But Mr. Krabs, what about the coral virus? What if I give it to you or Squidward? SpongeBob asks. Listen, I haven't been sick and I know you haven't been. I want you to come in early to help me clean the crusty crab. Mr. Krabs informs him. Clean? The paranoid sponge asks. Yes, me boy. Clean. Safe. And don't worry about germs. We're only doing deliveries right now. Squidward will be in charge of that, Mr. Krabs explains. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Krabs. I'll be down as soon as possible. Besides, I don't think Gary likes the way I sanitize the house. SpongeBob says, looking around his room, which is coated in hand sanitizer. <laughs> All right, boyo. Just be here to make sure to help make sure the place is ship shape before we open. Mr. Krabs orders. Yes, sir. SpongeBob then hangs up the phone and prepares for work. Two hours later. Yes. <laughs> yes. The entire Krusty Krab has been cleaned from top to bottom. Mr. Krabs and SpongeBob even cleaned themselves to make sure nothing on them could get into the food. Well done, me boy. Now there's one last thing to do, Mr. Krabs says, walking over to the phone. What's that, sir? SpongeBob asks curiously. Get Squidward's lazy butt down here, Mr. Krabs snaps before calling Squidward's house. Meanwhile, at Squidward's house, Squidward is sitting down at his kitchen table ready to eat a hearty breakfast. Ah, uh, it's a good thing I have time to do this now, he says to himself. Before he can take a bite, the phone rings. Annoyed that he's being interrupted, he miserably walks over to the phone and answers it. Hello, he says in a dejected tone. Squidward! Get your butt down to the Krusty Krab on the double and bring your car with you, he hears Mr. Krabs shout. But, but, Mr. Krabs, what about the quarantine and businesses being shut down? Squidward asks, genuinely shocked that he still has to work. Anything involving food is an essential business, Mr. Squidward. And as the only delivery driver, you are an essential employee. And don't even think about doing unemployment. Because they will ask me if you are available, and if you refuse, you get nothing. So drive here as quickly as possible, and bring masks with you! Mr. Krabs then hangs up the phone. Squidward then puts the phone down and begrudgingly gets ready for work. He puts on two masks, one for his mouth and the other for his nose. <laughs> Arriving at the Krusty Krab, Squidward enters to see Mr. Krabs staring at him angrily and SpongeBob cooking Krabby Patties and packing them in delivery bags. Take these orders and come back as quickly as possible. Mr. Krabs hands him the orders for delivery. Why are you so mad? Squidward ignorantly asks. The boy and I spent the past two hours cleaning this whole restaurant, you lazy bastard. <laughs> we don't need your sour attitude bringing us down. This situation is going to suck for a lot of people, but at least you still have a job. Mr. Krabs rants. Fine. I'll come back right after the orders, Squidward says before taking off. As Squidward delivers the orders, Mr. Krabs' words begin to sink in as he realizes the gravity of the situation. He's more used to people on their lunch breaks and people with their kids after school and at dinner. Seeing so many people at home, he begins to see that he has a, a lot better than some of the other fish affected by the virus. At closing time, 
He offers to do all the cleaning for them, which they gratefully accept. Just lock up when you're done, Squidward, Mr. Krabs says, tossing him the keys. As he and SpongeBob are about to walk out the door, they notice Patrick about to walk in with no mask on. Hey, SpongeBob, he waves before picking his nose. This causes SpongeBob to sprint all the way home, screaming as he does. Ah! What? I just wanted to order a Krabby Patty. Patrick is curious, as he is still unaware of the pandemic. (laughs) Patrick, the Krusty Krab is closed, and we only do delivery right now. And if you don't know why, go home and watch the news. Mr. Krabs informs the dim-witted sea star. No fair, I want to go inside, and I hate the news. Patrick whines. Well, if you don't, then you're never eating a Krabby Patty again. Mr. Krabs threatens, causing Patrick to run home to his rock in tears. (laughs) Arg, this is gonna be a long pandemic. Mr. Krabs sighs before getting in his boatmobile and driving home. Oh, Mr. Krabs... You have no idea <laughs> how right you were, Mr. Krabs. Oh, I love, I just, it's I so love this good. fan fiction. It yeah. is. And, and Z, Z-Cross? Z-Cross yes. 1997. Z-Cross is so good at <laughs> making, like, statements in very subtle, funny ways. Yeah. And, like, the, just, like, the little, the little kind of jabs that he makes at society uh-huh. in a comedic way are really, He continues really to funny. do that. So I'll actually talk about this a little bit since uh, 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 we have some time. Uh, the next chapter is all Sandy focused for the most part. Oh, she cool. gets... Uh, she gets contacted by basically like the CDC of Bikini Bottom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, we need... Uh, Science has saved uh, your science has saved us on multiple occasions. Will you do this for us, Sandy? She's like, yeah, of course. Um, (laughs) And then she starts doing like press conferences. Like it gets super in depth. She's 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 like the Fauci. She's yeah. yeah, She essentially like kind of takes on that role. Although there is, I think, I believe Z Cross has made a character that is like the Fauci, Doctor Fishy, Uh, Doctor Fishy. Uh, (laughs) Uh, No, uh, but it's it's really fascinating. Like uh, some of the the reporters ask like really dumb questions to her it's like uh, uh it's like why aren't you wearing a mask she's like i'm i've got air right here i don't breathe on any of you uh, <laughs> i don't breathe on any it's of so you. well done and like uh, there's a there's a slight jab at one of them being like like a billionaire fish uh-huh. uh and it was actually i think he he mentioned in the author note it was supposed to be more like an elon musk figure uh-huh uh but like i just i love the elon the world Elon yeah. muscle. muscle muscle Elon muscle um we'll never get above the surface <laughs> no I, 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 NASA. I will say like there's something so there's something so cool about seeing somebody write something that's so relevant to modern mm. po- like modern culture because <laughs> sad, sadly enough the coronavirus is kind of part of pop culture now yeah, yeah it, i mean it the is most, it's, we were just talking about gray's anatomy before this well the world's changed <laughs> yeah yeah which is a funny thing to say yeah. but apparently gray has corona and yeah, meredith gray has corona big rona but uh it's it's so cool to see someone take something like that and turn it into something that brings joy well, what i love about this particular chapter i love this like mini squidward you know like when squidward has his redemption moments where he's like when he <laughs> Uh, feeds Spongebob the bomb pie and he's like I am such a good person <laughs> uh, uh-huh. like I love that he he has an epiphany as he's out delivering food to people you know and he's what? Like, I'm luckier than I thought <laughs> it's so wholesome I it don't is. know and- no it is very wholesome I enjoy it immensely I mean I- we've talked a hundred times about how much <clears throat> how how much perspective the coronavirus has given us yeah mm-hmm. and like how much this quarantine has helped us grow as Truly. as individuals mm-hmm. um so i haven't it's, hand it's, sanitized my room yet but that no, imagery i haven't fucking cracked me <laughs> <up>. spongebob just <laughs> coating his entire bedroom I'm like i could i'm redeemed yeah. that's what that like it, him getting out of his house would be like all right on to the coast and he just slides all the way down his staircase yeah i think that his uh z cross's ability to accurately capture spongebob imagery mm. without having to copy imagery from spongebob my favorite uh, like, one for his yeah. one for his mouth one for his nose that's like i and i can hilarious. see that if, if they did this on an episode of spongebob i can totally see them giving squidward a mask for his mouth and one on his nose yeah. they, they would absolutely do that i imagine also, when he laughs like the mask kind of like puffs <laughs> <out> like <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's also 
twice as inconvenient for Squidward. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like that's just the mask. But I bet you everything else, it's like, because Squidward doesn't have a car in SpongeBob, but he has no. a bike, which yeah. means that he's doing all these deliveries. On he has a car bike. in this one, though. But yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. But like in, in the show, if if this was, I, I could just see him being like, oh, I have to do all these deliveries on my bike, <laughs> <laughs> you know, which here he does. He I'm does just imagining Patrick gets a mask and he puts it over his head and he's like, I found this cool hat <laughs> <laughs> or like over his eyes. He's it's like, Patrick, it's that's a mask. Sleep. Oh, and then he puts it over his eyes. And he's like lower. And then he puts it like underneath his head. <laughs> Now higher, and he puts it like up. It's the lid. Yeah, the lid. Yeah. I I also enjoyed the portrayal of a restaurant staff as everything mm. started to close uh, down because uh, I was personally in uh, not a restaurant but a, a coffee. I guess it was we served food too, but uh, I worked at a coffee shop right as coronavirus hit. And no, you're considered a coffee shop that serves food. It's not a restaurant. Probably. Um, but uh, yeah, so hearing that like dichotomy between like wanting to wanting to give your employees a job so that you can survive as a business, but also wanting to allow your employees to go home and be safe. It was this weird conflict for our for our owners at the time who were like, we want to employ you and we want to give you money. And we also, you know, want to be able to continue to function as a business. But there was no one allowed out there was we mm. couldn't we didn't have a delivery service or anything like that we yeah. were downtown so it was all all yeah, just same in new york yeah it was the business district that's where we were so it was like there was nothing coming through so we ended up having to close down but it was just like this captured it pretty well that that conflict between employees and bosses being like this kind of sucks for everyone right now so yeah. let's we have to get through this together mm-hmm. and it's interesting because mr krabs isn't really the bad guy no not no. at all like he's he's, he's not he's just actually, being he's making he's a very of, reasonable yeah he's yeah. making yeah he he's like let's clean model. yeah i'm shocked like in, mr in, krabs let's is being just do very, delivery he's yeah. mr krabs is stepping up it's because he'll do anything as long as he can still make money <laughs> exactly true yeah and he knows that to make money in order because that the same thing with like the health and when the health inspector shows up mr mm-hmm. krabs is like all on board oh, until yeah. they mm-hmm. think he's a fake. Yeah, he's all on board. It's like let's make sure we treat him like royalty. And so, Mister Crab, how you think, doing? Handsome, <laughs> <laughs> excellent choice, my darling. Uh, but yeah, as as long as Mister Krabs knows he's going to make money out of it, I feel like Mister Krabs. You know what the main thing is? Hmm. If if they like shut down businesses for good, I feel like Mister Krabs would be first in line to be like, we gotta find a cure a vaccine for yeah. this virus yeah. <laughs> so i could get back to sandy. Money. Yeah. so so sandy. mr krabs ends up bankrolling sandy to yeah. to get the funding that because he's like i know that in the long run this will be a positive investment uh-huh. you know so he he it's like he, he has into the hordes of cash and he's like they're all you can have his mattress 10 percent, and it's like millions of dollars uh-huh, to, uh-huh. to i haven't pay read uh i haven't read ahead uh but i i really hope i'd love to see like karen yeah. And plankton, mm-hmm. like partnering with Sandy, the Chum Bucket and the Krusty Krab work together. Oh my god! To oh my god. to uh, the, to fuel the, the restaurant. Coral virus brings us. I all never together. thought I'd get this far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end, yeah, and it's all part of Plankton's dastardly plan to steal the secret Krabby Patty formula. <laughs> the coronavirus was Plankton's all a idea. ploy by Plankton to steal the. To steal. We have to come together, crabs. Yeah. Come on, it's the only you way. Oh, as much as I hate to say, I it. did it, Krabs. <laughs> I did the coral virus. And the, on- and the only cure is the Krabby Patty formula, <laughs> which you must give to me, Krabs. And he's like, Plankton, never. Then he's the like, news Why would I ever do that? And Sandy's like, Well, he's the only one with the technology to actually cultivate a vaccine <laughs> oh damn it plankton then the, the, the vaccine ends up being like belly like patrick's belly button lint yeah. or something like that he's like whoa well i make this every day Pat- for breakfast patrick's caught the virus like four times yeah and doesn't he's know fine. it and he's now developed like the most complex antibodies and he houses them inside <laughs> him. i also have a feel i have an i have another theory i okay. feel like gary is gonna be that's the secret to gary's slime yeah that's <laughs> gonna that's gonna be the secret <laughs> to fix that's probably why gary didn't virus. like the hand sanitizer yeah it's like this is it fucking with him. my slime yeah yeah because yeah, he's like i'm trying to help trying you to dude here my my slime is producing the necessary antibodies to combat the coral virus. <laughs> and that's bro. why SpongeBob can't get it either, but he doesn't know that. Not yet. Yeah, maybe SpongeBob. SpongeBob is immune. Is too. immune because yeah. of Gary. Because of Gary. But everybody thinks it's 
SpongeBob, who's like, there's something in SpongeBob's yeah. spongy self that's immune yes. to coral virus. <laughs> SpongeBob and gets so the everyone again. starts like, SpongeBob, me Bob, you gotta come and give us some of your sponge. <laughs> SpongeBob. Hey, dude! Can we get a piece of you? I just caught the coral virus. Don't Can worry. you wipe it off? SpongeBob It'll grow has back. To give of his. SpongeBob well, has to give of his flesh. SpongeBob <laughs> has to clean Bikini Bottom. <laughs> As SpongeBob gives shreds of his flesh, he's like, "This is my body. Drink it and think of <laughs> Eat me. Eat of my flesh. Eat of my flesh." SpongeBob has to get the suds and use those suds to disinfect all of Bikini Bottom. Oh shit! But in reality. It doesn't do anything the because giants, Gary's the one. The giant yes. sailor hand shows up and just yeah. <laughs> takes SpongeBob and starts scrubbing, yeah. scrubbing him yeah. Yeah. bottom. Yeah. <laughs> so SpongeBob, if you're listening to this, <laughs> we need you now Save more than us. ever. SpongeBob, SpongeBob, Please. and Gary. SpongeBob. I think I just heard my name. Well, that's excellent. Great. Well, Z Great Cross edition. 1997. As usual, you you bring us oodles of joy. Oodles of joy. Uh, keep writing it because I'm gonna I'm gonna read it. I want to bring it back again. And we want more people to read it. And hopefully, I, soon. hopefully, and hopefully listen the to next it. time we read it, there's gonna be a resolution in the world, and hopefully a resolution to this story. Yeah, and, and I cannot wait to see it. And also shout out to Z Cross. Personally, because uh, he's one of the artists, the authors who's reached out to us. So yes, thank yes. you, thank you, Z Cross, and thank you to all of the other artists. Yeah, we've had a few who have reached out to us. Yeah. Seriously, it means so, so, so much. We, like, we, whenever we, you guys reach every out time to us. you, every time anyone has like messaged us or responded to one of our emails, we like we get, get really, we, we get really excited. We're like, <laughs> we screenshot it and send it to each other. We're like, nobody said they're so happy. We're yeah, we have a text thread, and we're just like, yeah. look, look, somebody said something about yeah. us. And we're so like, we. Wes, can you do that laugh again? <laughs> we yeah, are truly, <laughs> we are truly like little boys on Christmas. Every time an author reaches out to us, and little boys, they express thanks. They are always very, they're always very gracious. Yeah, man, and so kind, and it so makes seriously. us. It's a reminder every time that we're like, yes, we. This is great. Yeah, what we, we're yeah. doing is great. We haven't received uh, we're a vitriol, uh, like a statement back. So Not if you want to be the first, yeah. <laughs> write us a shitty comment. Get yeah. real mad. Talk mad shit about us. <laughs> hey, fuck you guys. Hey, I loved your podcast, but fuck, fuck you anyway. <laughs> Any publicity is good publicity. Damn right. Um, well, this uh, this will conclude episode 21. So the next episode that is released will be the end of season one. Whoa. How crazy is that? Crazy. Season one. We, and that you didn't even know was coming. Yeah. yeah. That, that we didn't, didn't even, even know, was, even know coming. was coming. <laughs> but Surprise. it's here and it's ending. <laughs> um, but it's but nothing is really ending because we're going to come right back after that in like literally two to three weeks. So yeah. it's, it's really and not going to be And we're coming back with a just stronger than ever, more outreach, more projects, Stranger more fan than ever. fiction. Stranger than ever. Yeah, we're going to be weird as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you think yeah. we're weird now? Just wait. We're gonna we're record going to naked. Evolve. Not yeah. that we're not doing not that. that now. It, yeah, not that it makes a difference for you, but for us, <laughs> but it does. for us, we'll <laughs> know. <laughs> well, for we'll the last cow, for the last order of business, would you like to figure out what our are we going to do a random fandom you know next what? episode? Or are we going to do something a little bit different? We're going to do something a little bit different yeah, we'll, for our we'll mix finale, it up. our season one finale. Yeah, yeah, it'll be the it'll be where we kill off one of us. Yeah. Uh, we've been we played and you'll around get to hear with the sounds of death. Uh, but we'll <laughs> we'll announce okay. that it'll be a surprise. It'll be a surprise. Yeah. yeah, we'll 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 talk about that on the season finale on next episode of Stranger Than Fan Fiction. And remember, everyone, stay, stay strange. strange. Yeah. We like the fanfics that you've written Stranger than fanfiction Coming at you with rock hard diction It's perfectly strange